the VGRT Gaming Podcast, episode 626, recorded on September 30th, 626th edition of the TD Gaming Podcast and 459th episode of Video Game Roundtable. I am TJ Dunser. I am Scott Dirk. And I am Jonah Falcon. The VGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry. Right, so um, <clears throat> last episode was so bad in terms of audio that I refuse to edit it. I have <laughs> It would require so much editing, you're not going to see it for a long while, so... Instead, um, I am. We're gonna do this episode, and uh, you might notice I have a better, uh, better mic now. Um, but that wasn't the only problem. This just takes away one of the bigger problems. It does. It does sound good, at least uh, the microphone. Yeah. Anyways, um, before we get into the news and what we've been playing, there have been two. There have been two shows. First, you had Nintendo Direct uh, for the Tokyo Game Show, and then you had Microsoft's Tokyo Game Show. Uh, presentation i did not watch the nintendo uh did either of you the nintendo one i don't think so no okay yes, of course i watched it okay so tell me tj what were your impressions so it's been a couple of days and i've been doing a whole bunch of news so i just need to refresh myself on <laughs> that's, yeah that's the one where they showed the is that the one where they showed the act razor being remade yes which yeah. uh I'm I, like I've been playing that. I've been playing that for review, and uh, that game is a feels trip. Like I fucking love Actraiser. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite classic games. Yeah. Um, and they blew me away when they like. I was we're, me and my colleagues were watching that trailer, and we we're like, "What is this? What is happening?" And then I heard the Fillmore music hit in a it, like in a remix, and I was like, "Oh my god." By the way, uh, Yuzo, Yuzo Koshiro doing the doing the remix soundtrack for that game, known for Streets the entire Streets of Rage series. Yeah. Um, prolific composer. Uh, he also, er, and also uh, the classic soundtrack is included in there, and you can switch the entire game soundtrack to the classic NES version. Oh, I like that. That is cool. They, uh, they 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 had a lot to reveal or show. Like they also revealed uh, releasing the a new Castlevania collection for Steam. And well, they did a lot of that. Yeah. Um, one of the big things they talked about was the Nintendo Switch Online is getting an expansion pack. Um, there's doing the expansion packs for the expansion pack upgrade, um, which adds the expansion packs for. You know, the old Nintendo 64 games like Dr. Mario and Mario Kart and Star Fox and Super Mario and all that stuff. Which is very out of the ordinary because the N64 is very hard to emulate. That's yeah. why it hasn't happened very often. So not only are we getting a whole a whole collection of N64 games, we're also getting uh, online play for them. Yeah. Which a lot of those games have never had online play. Yeah. Notice one of the titles was not GoldenEye. <laughs> I know, right? That was, that 
like a super lost uh, lost opportunity there. But I am delighted at the prospect of being able to play Star Fox 64 multiplayer with some buds online. Uh, F Zero would be a, is going to be a fun one online. They haven't revealed it yet, but I, I imagine they are, they might do Smash 64 with it. They added a bunch of Sega Genesis games, like Echo yeah, and that, Golden Axe. That's going to be included in this package, this upgrade thing. Yeah. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is coming on uh, spring 2022. That looks really interesting. It's an open world Kirby game. (laughs) Yeah, people have been saying Kirby uh, Lost Odyssey. Or Kirby's Odyssey. Or Kirby Breath of the Wild. (laughs) I, I thought Kirby Automata. Because it looks like, <laughs> it, he's he's wandering through a broken relic of humanity. It's all it's all buildings and skyscrapers devoid of human life. Is Kirby in a post-apocalyptic future? Here's the thing: Kirby has always been a little dark. I mean, when your main power is eating people and then pooing them out. To be fair, near near Autonoma is not the only one to have a apocalyptic uh, Earth or, or, or Earth in ruins. Yeah, but this is this is this is with Kirby. This is not with uh, <laughs> this is not Drakengard. Oh, I know. I just uh, when I look at those buildings with like the the moss and the trees growing over them, it makes me think of like the starting area when you get into near Automata. Yeah, and they're also coming out with an Animal Cro- uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons update. They're adding the uh, Roost Cafe. Yes. A lot of people have been asking for this for a long time, so many people are very happy to see it. And it's being added to the museum sometime in October. Uh, it'll be released and probably some other stuff, too. It's, it's, it's nice to see Brewster finally get added. Yeah. They're they're going to be announcing the very last uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter soon, which is going to be weird because we've been getting updates on that game for so long, and it's like... It feels well. Sakurai said it was going to be his last. It's going to be the last presentation. Yes, he's, that's what I'm he's planning to retire. It's bittersweet to see it come to like this very last character. How yeah. how big is the roster? It's eighty nine fighters. Good lord, I can't imagine <laughs> scrolling through that many characters. And there's still some that have been left out. I mean, you have that system in which. Um, you com- there are stickers that are combined two powers, you know, for all the characters they couldn't include. Right. Well, well, right, like where Peach is an Echo Fighter of Daisy. Yeah. Um, you also have Splatoon 3. Yes. Um, also taking place in a post-apocalyptic, non-human future. <laughs> but that's always been. And it's always been a dark presentation, yet all the humans are dead, so... <laughs> Squids have taken over the world. Mm-hmm. Squids and salmonids. <laughs> Are you looking for? <laughs> but yeah, it looks good. Like it, it, it looks as delightful as ever for being that. Yeah, I'm wondering. Are you uh, looking forward to the Super Mario movie? Yeah, the Super Mario movie that has a whole bunch of good actors and Chris Pratt. <laughs> okay. Uh, Charlie Day is going to be playing Luigi. People were yep. so upset with this casting. They don't believe it's a true thing. They think it, they're being trolled. And How could you not want Jack Black as Bowser? I think yeah, I he looks Jack. like Bowser. I, I, think I love Jack Black job. as Bowser. I love Charlie Day as Luigi. I love Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> I, I think 
I think Chris Pratt as Mario is like what? And especially, you know what the real kicker is? It's like it's like casting it's like casting Mario as Shia LaBeouf, you know? Well, you know what the real kicker is? Is that Charles Martinet is going to appear in the movie as a cameo. Nah, I, I just want to see Dennis Hopper in a cameo. <laughs> Doing Mario Wait, is, is Dennis not, Hopper still is alive? A difficult thing. I don't know why people are getting so upset. Like they want Danny DeVito to be Mario, and I'm like, why? Why? Why Danny? Here's DeVito? the thing about Danny DeVito. He's kind of old now. He's not going to be able to do the physical stuff. You it, know, it, it's, it's, a, a, it's an animated thing. It's animated. Yeah. Oh. It's not live action. Oh, never mind then. Okay. I would I, I would have preferred a live action. I would have preferred a live action Super Mario Brothers. Right. I guess they're just a little. Uh, a little bit gun shy after <laughs> Super Mario Brothers two nineteen ninety three. Yeah. But um Yeah, I mean it wasn't a very long presentation. They just got off, you know, the basic stuff. Yeah, and then uh, the rest of the stuff was going to be announced later. Yeah. <laughs> our pres- our announcement of the announcement that we're gonna announce later. Yeah, they're they're teasing Bayonetta three so hard hard it's not even funny. Well at least they showed Bayonetta three. Yeah. There's, but there's a, you know, yeah, it didn't. Anyways, uh, then you had Microsoft's presentation, and the one thing that I really got out of it was, oh my god, Untitled Goose Game has gone berserk and is killing everybody. <laughs> you talking about uh, Mighty Goose? About Mighty Goose. <laughs> yeah. I that, that goose looks exactly like the goose from my Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> I could not help thinking, oh, my God, he's coming out and he's murdering everybody. <laughs> the, yeah, the only thing I watched was the Iudian. Uh, I, I know uh, you did. Rising. I know you did. There. And I got to see more of the character. I, I think his name is Guru. And, yeah, the combat uh, seemed interesting. It was just a side-scroller um, basic, but I have a feeling that it's going to have a lot of uh, modifications. You know, I yeah. think it looks like all those things were level one, so I think it's sort of like, well, here's how you defeat enemies at level one, and they're just going to keep adding to that. Right. And then, yeah, you build up on it. You're supposed to be collecting stuff, and I'm not sure what else is going to be entailed in it. Um, some people were getting, like, uh, Sukuna Rice of Ruin uh, feels from the game, and we know the, I think the town is, like, New Deba or New Dever or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, people were trying to translate the information because uh, it was all in Japanese, and there was no not all in Japanese. Like, I mean, here's yeah. the thing: the stuff that was in Japanese, you could pre- you could pretty much figure out what they were saying. I want to get to Back for Blood right now, and watching the trailer for Back for Blood during the Tokyo Game Show, it hit me like a ton of rocks. Holy shit! These characters are Final Fantasy characters. No wonder they're pitching this game to Japanese. They, they're exactly like Final Fantasy characters, right down to the token African-American with the big afro. <laughs> and which game? Uh, no, so not, I mean, uh, not, I mean, uh, Red, Redfall, not, not Back for Blood, Redfall. I was going to say, like... <laughs> Redfall, it's, it's, it's Final Fantasy characters. Redfall? Yes! That's the, uh, that's the arcane multiplayer GM where they're going to be fighting vampires and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at it and saying, holy shit, no wonder they're pitching this to Japanese audiences. They just basically made an action-adventure Final Fantasy game. Circa Final Fantasy XIII. We'll say this, I do love uh, Arcane's character design. Yeah, but still, it's just an homage to Jap- Japanese uh, video gaming. Everything about it, even the vampires said, holy shit, no, 
Wait, that's Dragon Hunter Z or whatever. I forgot the name of the character. It was a Dragon Hunter. Dragon Drag- Ball Z. No, um, Demon uh, Vampire Hunter. Oh, Vampire Hunter D. Right, Vampire yeah. Hunter D. That was an. It's 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 an homage to Vampire Hunter D. Right down to the vampire d- design. <laughs> Did you I'm notice okay that? that? <laughs> I'm okay with it too, but it's like I never noticed it until the Japanese uh, what's it called game show. It's like holy shit. Um. So most of um the other thing that I, that we got was a little bit more Starfield, a little bit more, and Todd Howard revealed something that was interesting. He revealed that there was going to be day one localization for Japanese. That's fine, but he also added there was going to be 300 separate actors in over 150,000 lines of dialogue. To give you an idea of how much dialogue that is, I think it's um, Fallout 4 only had 11, uh, 110,000 lines of dialogue. Is that more than Skyrim had? Much more. Skyrim has like 90,000 lines of dialogue. So it's like, yeah, Starfield is going to be big. Mm-hmm. And I'm now really looking forward to it, even if it's just Elder Scrolls in space. <laughs> I remember when you said you thought this was going to be canceled and never happened. Starfield? No, I never said yeah, that. I, really? When? Yeah, no. I, I remember you said that. <laughs> Which uh, is funny. But Back for Blood really does look good. Uh, they did show a new gameplay from that as well. Um, and it's coming out in two weeks. And it's going to be on Game Pass. <laughs> yes. So That one's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Well, I already played. I mean, I already played the preview, and it's like... Um, I'm pretty sure they're tweaking it and we'll see what happens, but it's just, it's purely Left 4 Dead, and I, I, I can't say no to more Left 4 Dead. So, one of the things that they were really stressing during the Microsoft presentation was Game Pass. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and they made it a point to say, guess what? You don't need an Xbox to play Game Pass. You know? Yeah. The, and and they've got the cl- they've got the uh, cloud gaming right now, and then the PC version, which right. uh, make it pretty much accessible from any from most devices. And um, the fact that they have every single Yakuza game, including Judgment, and the fact that they have all these other games that are uniquely Japanese on Game Pass, you know, and also some non-Japanese games. They they were pushing uh, Halo Infinite as well, um, which is interesting. It's, the multiplayer is going to be free to play, but um, and also we have to remember that uh, Windows 11 is starting in a few days. Mm-hmm. It kicks off on what October 5th? 5th, yes. There's a lot of things happening on October 5th. Yeah. Super Monkey Ball uh, Banana Mania launches on October 5th. <sighs> They're doing the Smash Brothers. Uh, uh, you could, you could hear the sigh in my voice when he mentioned Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> you don't like Super Monkey Ball? No, I've never, I've never been that attached to Super Monkey Ball. Oh, well, other so, people like it. I know, I know. Everybody likes Super Monkey Ball. I've never gotten into it. Uh, one last thing is, um, they showed a lot of gameplay from King of uh, King of Fighters 15. Oh. And what was your impression? You didn't like it. Um, no, it looked. It looked a little janky to me, really. The game has looked decent for what I could tell from every trailer they've shown us, but like 
it's they they delayed it back to 2022, so it's kind of been out of my periphery while I've been focusing on other things that have been coming out. Really, I thought it was coming out this year. Oh well, <laughs> it was, but they delayed it. Yeah, uh, there are some really interesting games, uh, and some of the games that are appearing on um, Game Pass. One of them was AI. Uh, damn, what's the full name of that game? AI Somnium Files, which looked pretty interesting. I might try that game out. I still haven't played Scarlet Nexus either. Yeah, so Scarlet Nexus came to Game Pass today. That was a yeah. surprise. Another game that came uh, that I have in my press account now is Neo: The World Ends with You, and I downloaded that, so I'm going to be checking that out. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're going to move on from that, and we're going to talk about what have you been playing, TJ? Uh, Actraiser, but also <laughs> Gee, other things. You mm-hmm. think? <laughs> so wait, uh, are you reviewing ActRaiser or are you just? I'm reviewing it, but I also would have okay. played it even if I wasn't. I love right. ActRaiser; it's very good. Um, it is so. So it's it's split between doing like these uh, action platformer levels, and then there's these long periods in between where you help uh, villagers raise, where you help villagers like build a. Yeah. Build up their village to take back the world from uh, basically Satan. Um, it, it is essentially this world in which God went to you being God went to sleep for quite some time and Satan just went amok or ran amok and took over the world. And uh, well, we should mention that this is a game this is a remake of a game from 1990. Uh huh. And. Uh, Tanzara, as they call him, ran amok and and took over the world and uh, installed his demon generals in different regions. So you wake up, see everything is messed up, and you go down there and start cleaning up. Yeah. Um, it's it's split between action platformer, which uh, you you go down, you you play a level, you kill things with your sword. And uh, and then at the in between the levels, you have this basically sort of sim style setup where you help the villagers build up their lands, build up their houses, their fields, workshops, all that jazz. You know, it's and, funny is that um, in the original game, you were playing God and you were fighting against Satan. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yeah, you yeah. still are, aren't you? No, you're called the master in um well, uh, wait, are they going back to God in this? No, it is God. I remember seeing a scene where they were like, uh... He was so. called the Master when uh, in the U- in the U.S. release. Yes, he was called the Master in the U.S. release. Um, in this, in this uh, updated version, he's called the Lord of Light. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but in the original version, it was just playing God. <laughs> yeah, you're God, and you're fighting Satan. Yes, the Japanese version is straight up, yeah, you're it- God, and, and Tanzara... <laughs> I, 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 on the Steam store page, I see two characters folded hands like they're praying, saying, oh, Lord, we thank you for your loving guidance. That's is that ActRaiser or ActRaiser or Renaissance? Yeah. Is that Act is that ActRaiser or ActRaiser Renaissance I mean, you're looking at? It's the same feel either way. Even, oh, okay. even, in the, even in the original game, there was dialogue where they were like, oh, help us, Lord. <laughs> thine enemies. You're, you're obviously God. It's it's very obvious. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, you can tell that the Japanese really, really liked Populous. <laughs> and 
and decided to make populous in their own way. <laughs> the only thing that I find extremely kind of fucked up about this game is that, like, at certain points, you will you're, you will upgrade your settlements where they can build better fields and better uh, workshops and better houses that are more efficient. And the only way to get rid of the uh, and the, they won't up, they won't upgrade the old stuff. The only way to get rid of old houses and old workshops and old fields is to hit them with a fucking bolt of lightning and blow them up. Oh and, yeah, I remember that. Right. <laughs> Much like Populous too. <laughs> and I just think to myself, mm, and I just think it never occurred to me as a kid, but like it's kind of fucked up. Now that I'm playing this again, I was like, man, you sure do have to spend a lot of time blowing up your followers' shit so they'll build better stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an abusive dad smacking over a kid's uh, castle and saying, no, 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 try again. Yeah, we gotta make you stronger. I gotta punch you, make you stronger. <laughs> oh my god, uh, I, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember doing that. Going saying like these houses aren't improving. I have to destroy them to make them build new ones. Oh, man. So what else have you been uh, – go ahead. Well, and like that's one of my few complaints about the game is that you have to – you have a power meter. You have like an MP meter that allows you to cast lightning. So you have to wait periods of time between oh. like it giving you the MP you need to blow up their stuff so they'll build better stuff. And that's the only thing I really am not fond of about like the remake is that, man, I wish I could just have – I wish they would just either upgrade it or that it would just give me all the MP I need to just blow up their stuff so they so I can we can all move things along. <laughs> give me more lightning so I can zap my own people. Mm-hmm. But I've also been playing Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, okay. So this is, this is this a remake of the first game or is it a compilation or what? It is a remake, an HD remaster compilation of the first Super Monkey Ball, second Super Monkey Ball, and Super Monkey Ball Deluxe. Okay. Um, it's 300 levels, uh, not including extra modes, which include like reverse stage mode. Uh, they actually reworked some levels to make them because the originals were super ridiculously hard, but they took those, uh, the, but they took those original levels and they put them in an original level mode. So you can play them if you want. Um, they, uh, have a whole bunch of other modes they have in the game. You can, uh, unlock Sonic the Hedgehog and tails and Kiryu from Yakuza and beat from jet set radio right. and a few other characters. Um, that's coming. They have, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying this game is coming to every uh, every platform avail uh, imaginable right now. Yep, and it'll be out on October 5th. Um, but the uh, but it all, they also brought back the party games, which oh. I love. Monkey Target. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. It is a game in which you roll down a ramp and then fly out over the sea. You open your ball and just glide over the sea, trying to hit some island targets in the middle of the water. That have point increments on them, and the high, like the, it's really there are some point there are some point zones that are really really hard to hit, but they're like super big, they're super big point values, and it's really an interesting sort of risk versus reward trying to get the high points on that game. Mm. They also brought back uh, monkey bowling, monkey golf, um, monkey tennis, all the stuff. The only thing that I don't like about it is that they didn't put online in it, which seems like a ridiculous 
patently obvious thing to do for a game like that. The only online in that game is online leaderboards, which is fine. But you know what? I really would have liked to play those games with other people. I notice a pattern about 2020 and 2021. We've been getting a lot of really, really good remasters. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Yeah, they just on that, they just released the uh, Castlevania Advance Collection too. Yeah. Yes. Where you can play uh, three of the three of the Game Boy games, I think, and then Dracula X, I think, from the yeah. Genesis. The only thing they don't have. And that, which really surprised me is they don't have uh, Order of Ecclesia. Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia were on the DS. Yeah. And there was, uh, I think they don't have uh, Symphony of the Night. That's another one people are asking for to be on uh, Steam. At least. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night has been released about a billion times in the past ten years. I don't think anybody really needs it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy to get on PlayStation, at least. Yeah. <laughs> So what have you been playing, uh, Scott? Have you been playing the Castlevania Collection? Uh, not yet, but I've been playing more of Eastward, and I finished yeah. uh, CS3 just a little while ago, and it ended on a major cliffhanger, so naturally I have to go to CS4, <laughs> which I've been waiting to get to this whole entire time. You know, you keep on having all these cliffhanger games. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I know. You just like to torture um, yourself. A little, a little bit, but at least, you know, I don't have to wait two years or something to, to play it. I can play it right away. And, uh, like I said, there, there was this, um, they, they, the characters were dealing with the aftermath of the Civil War and trying to figure out what they're going to do now. And this, like I said, this Dark Wars organization has been orchestrating, uh, I guess an end of the world doomsday thing. And, uh, it's basically been triggered now. And so we're going to have to deal with the whole land being thrown into turmoil and, and, and twilight, as it's being called. And uh, it's, again, a cliffhanger because it looks like several characters have died and going to see if they survived or not and uh, dealing with that. And it's really good. It's, it, you know, just it's really got me hooked. Oh, no, not twilight. Well, no, not, nothing to do with that movie series, uh, although there is a vampire. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a lot of Fifty Shades of Grey there. <laughs> yeah, and I've been playing, like I said, uh, Eastward, and I've been... I, I, I've. Wait a minute, have you been playing Valheim at all? Uh, yes, I've been playing some Valheim as well. Okay. Because um, I was wondering yeah. about that, because um, as, as people may not know, is it free to play or not? It is not free to play. Okay, but it's still a uh, it's still a crafting open world game. Yes. And I was just um, wondering because um, those are those are very fickle games. In terms of in terms of in terms of concurrent users, you know, a lot of times sometimes they just fall off the edge of the earth, right off the map, very quickly, and you know they get. But I was just wondering about yeah. Valheim because I hadn't heard any news about it really. Um, yeah, it was a real <clears throat> surprise to the developers when they had a huge spike of player base on there. And when they said, um, you know, the, the hearth and home would be delayed and then they finally released it. They also released a statement that this, this game does have an end date of when they're going to end development. And so it's not going to be like Minecraft or some of these other games where they just keep adding stuff. Uh, so, you know, there is a definite, or definitive Viking experience they want the players to have, and once they feel that they've achieved it, 
they'll be done with it and move on to whatever else. You know, it'd be nice um, is if um, they do what some other smaller developers did and just said, "Here, here's the game. You can run it on your own servers now." Yeah, you're supposed to be able to do that, I believe. Uh, okay. You get you host your own server and you just play together, and you know you could start your own world on your own computer if you want to just go solo. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's that's the entire point, though. You know, it's like I don't like it when games die and people who play it are screwed. You know, it's like, oh, sorry, you can't play it. Oh, Dark Spore? Well, guess what? Our servers are closed, so guess what? You can't ever play Dark Spore anymore. Right, you can play this on your own yeah. and, and solo it, or have your own server and have your friends over. So it's 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 not reliant on um, the, the the game, the company's servers. You can. Make your own. Uh, you know what? Server. I th- I think next week we'll do a uh, gaming flashback of Dark Spore. I don't know if I've heard of that game. <laughs> so you know Spore, right? Yeah. Well, think of a dark version of Spore that plays a lot like Diablo. Oh, well, that does sound a lot cooler than Spore. Yeah. Uh, you know Dark Spore, right, TJ? Not really. I'm not sure I've heard of that one. You never heard of Dark Spore? It is uh, it, it was an okay game, but it is also one of the more depressing stories of how fans can get screwed over when a publisher says, yeah, guess what? We're closing all the servers. Sorry. And this wasn't even an MMO. You know, this was just a game and there was no way to play it offline. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you look it up, uh, it's a really sad story. We'll talk about it next week. Um, as for me, I sent back Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Because it sucks. It sucks big time. And I was not going to slog through that game. Because from what I hear, it makes um, the previous game look like a, a, a brief game in comparison. You know, Odyssey is short compared to Valhalla. And I have just had it with Assassin's Creed. I don't care anymore. The first two games, and I really never got... Here's the thing. I actually have Black Flag. I really haven't played it much. Maybe I should go back to it. But uh, Assassin's Creed 1 and all the Assassin's Creed 2s, that's enough for me. I don't need any more Assassin's Creed in my life. I am getting uh, Madden 22 for rental. So I can see how bad people say it is (laughs) for myself. So... um. I am. I've also been playing Diablo 2, and it's everything I remember, and that's all I can really say about it. Now I just got to get some friends to play online with. We always play co-op. We don't play competitive. Huh? Have uh, any of you been playing Diablo 2, or you've just been playing your games? Just been playing our games, my games. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't had the chance to jump into it yet. I hear I just, it's. I hear it's basically unchanged. Like, oh yeah, yeah uh, see, to a fault. You say that, and that that just proves the reason why but, I don't want to play. Is that I've already played it. Okay. And so a lot to begin with, and it's the same as previously, but it looks nicer. It does have some gameplay tweaks, and it looks fantastic, and it has the same addictive gameplay, and that's its strength. You know, the sound is better because they're no longer able to compress the sound files anymore. Right. You know, and one thing you can do, which is always fun in any game, is you can just toggle on and off the 2000 version with the 2021 version, which is always fun to see. And 
here's the thing. When I hear that opening fanfare of horn just blaring, da, 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 it's like, yeah, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. Because this is a game, gameplay-wise, it still holds up really, really, really well. And it makes Diablo 3 look bad. I already mentioned this last week, but since I'm probably never going to publish that episode, one of the things I noticed about Diablo 2 in comparison with Diablo 3 is that Diablo 3 has way too many characters, way too much talking. You have to go into and talk to all these people, talk, talk, talk. Diablo 2, you just talk to like five people and then you're off, you know. There's no there's no freaking about. No. Hey, you, you drop some stuff off your stash, you go out and kill monsters, you take town portal, you come back, and it allows you to get to the good stuff really quickly. You know, Diablo 3 is really boring in comparison. Okay. Anyways, we're going to move on to game news. Um, first game news is New World goes live in North America. This comes from some PC Gamer. New World is out now, and it seems players are ready for the new MMO. The game is currently sitting pretty with uh, 520,000 concurrent players, which is now 70,000, or at least the time of this episode. Uh, we had to do this two days late. I'm pretty sure it's probably near a million by now. Uh, the game described, well, maybe not, and we're going to discuss this after I read this. Uh, the game describes itself as a quote-unquote a thrilling open-world MMO filled with danger and opportunity. Will you forge a new destiny for yourself as an adventure shipwrecked on a supernatural supernatural uh, island of Ater- Eternum? Uh, endless opportunities to fight, forge, and forge await you in the island's wilderness and ruins. Channel supernatural forces or wield deadly weapons in classle- classless real-time combat system or fight alone in a small team or with massed armies for PvE and PvP battles. The game retails for $40. And by the way, I must note, um, that's kind of unusual for this kind of game to actually have a price. Usually they're free and the costs come elsewhere. But in this case, you had to buy in, which makes having it over 700,000 players really surprising. Um, So let's talk about the problems the game is having right now. Foremost are the queues and people just can't get in. And what's really shocking is that, uh, for those you who don't know, New World is an Amazon game, as in Amazon.com. And a lot of people are complaining, what the fuck? You have the Amazon servers. Why can't you use a few for this game? Because <laughs> AWS hosts a lot of shit. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing that uh, of all the people that would have issue launching an all-online game. Amazon was one of them. Um, but I like. I wonder about that number of, of concurrence. It's it's weird. It's like okay, New World has looked interesting, but it's also been delayed a couple times, and it also comes on the back of the complete disaster that was Crucible last year. Well, here's the thing. I mean. Um the concurrent numbers are, are straight from stream uh, steam db so it's not like they can fake it um and also people are having trouble logging in one of the thing the other thing that i find people complaining about is that um new world is a retro mmo in the worst way in that it's very easy to kill steel and it's very you know if you want to say um level up in 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 being a, a furrier or a skinner People can skin your kill before you can grab it. It's like this shit was solved by World of Warcraft. (laughs) 
I mean, this is these are it's having problems that were in EverQuest in 1999. Yeah, it's um, I will say this: it, like the UI looks like one of the least anxiety-causing UIs I've seen in a while. I really like what they did with it in that regard because I like every time I ever look at a World of Warcraft UI, all it's it's freaking icon and hotbar bomb. <laughs> And wow. it just it gives me anxiety. Every People love to like, have their 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 macros, you know. I know, but like having all those hot bars and having all those uh, those icons all over the place, it just gives me anxiety. Um, and so I I really appreciate how clean uh, New World's UI is because if there there is it is very hard to do a, a good MMO UI. Mm. I don't know. I I don't I don't do MMOs anymore. Obviously. Mm. But. Yeah, they. Uh, but yeah, the queue time is is like I feel like that's part of the concurrence too. Is that just there's just seven hundred thousand people, or at least a percentage of them, just sitting there waiting to get in, and so of course there's all these people that are in there. Yeah. It, <laughs> This is 2021. You have Amazon, who has the biggest server space of anybody out there. Like I said, AWS is something that's used by everybody, and I can't imagine why they can't have 500 to a million people playing at once. It's just bizarre. It also looks incredibly generic in terms of elves, dwarves, you know. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Give me something interesting next time. It's very pretty, at least. Yeah, it does look good. Um, like one of my buddies was playing and he came up on a settlement and it just like straight up gave me Skyrim Riverwood <laughs> vibes. And I know it's not that, but like the, 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 the little settlements look pretty good. The creatures look good. He ran into a baby dragon and that thing looked spiky as hell and, and daunting. And I'm like, man, if there's baby dragons, there's got to be a like a, a there's got to be a yeah there's got to be adult dragons out there. I want to see I want to see what that looks like in that game. Like I said, I, I hope Amazon gives it enough time and uh, fixes a lot of stuff that people have problems with. Because as it is, it may be beautiful, but it's also incredibly generic. Which is, I mean, yeah. some people just like generic. I mean, they just want a new flavor of ice cream. Even if it's just a, a slight different, it's like going from vanilla to French vanilla. Yeah, there hasn't been a new big MMO, like an actual launch. Which is why I was hoping that Starfield might be one. In a pretty long time. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on to the next item. Take it, JJ. Alrighty. 343 makes Halo Infinite's next multiplayer preview available to everyone on Xbox. From Eurogamer. 343 has made Halo Infinite's next multiplayer preview available to everyone on Xbox. The build for this weekend's technical preview is available to download via the Xbox Insider Hub now. But you don't have to be a Halo Insider to get in on the action, 343 said. Previous technical previews were limited to Halo Insiders, who were selected via email. You still need to be a Halo Insider to play on PC. Halo Community Director Brian Gerard took to Twitter to say 343 is working on a hopeful solution to let more Steam players in soon. 
Halo Infinite recently had a technical preview that included a 4v4 arena on a few maps and modes. And new for this weekend is 12v12 big battle team mode, or big team battle mode. Matchmaking is only available during four two-hour periods, or during two four-hour periods per day over the weekend of October 1st. Yeah. Have you played Uh, any of the technical tests? Nope, and here's why. I don't want, I've never been one for doing previews like this, because I just wanted to be fresh, you know? Um, also your progression will be probably be reset as well. I will say though, 12 or 12 V 12 big team battle is my mode in, in Halo, no matter what version it is. I just love the chaos. I would love to see a 2021 version of blood gulch in this game. Oh, I'm pretty sure there will be, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's saying something, you know, because they want to get, they want to have steam players doing this preview too. And, it sort of warms my cockles in a bit, you know, because I like the idea that you have people who are not going to buy anything from the Windows Store or any other store, and they're just devoted to Steam, that they'll be able to play um, the, the online with everybody else on, uh, you know, from Steam. So you can have a lot of players uh, getting in this, and you know, Halo needs that revitalization of new players. You know, they need, you know, they need to be revitalized because. Whenever you think of multiplayer online shooters, you think of Call of Duty, you know, and it's like or Battlefield, and it's like Halo is the one that started all this. People were friggin' using uh, uh, GameSpy to have um, the PC links to allow themselves to play online multiplayer with the original Halo instead of having to have physical units. And it's just like Halo started it all. It should it should be. Something that is tops on the um, on the esports uh, ladder, but it's not, not even close. And you know this because you pl- you worked for Twin Galaxies. Yeah, it's uh, it's been very interesting to see how they're building this up, and especially in light of the fact that like there's it's going to be an incomplete launch technically. Like we're we're gonna see full content come out. The game isn't gonna be like feature complete until no. a third a third season. Well, here's the thing: they have that that three month release. I think it is first. You have the launch, then you. Oh damn! I forgot what what they're releasing in three months. I think it's, it's, it's single player only. Single player only on the launch. I think it was single player and single not player co-op campaign and multiplayer. Right, but no co op until three months later. Right. And then uh and then co-op campaign is going to be coming um and then and the in the second season and then forge mode is going to be coming right. in the third season. Here's the thing though. Um a lot of people are complaining really heavily about not having co-op at launch. And my thing is, well, why? I mean just play the play the game, play the single player. Uh, there are some people who will not play the single player without their friends so that they can all enjoy it, you know for the first time together. But with me, it's like, I don't care about cop. I just want to solve it myself. And then I'll play cop with people, you know, just for the fun of it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how well this launches, uh, the multiplayer, because as people probably already know, uh, who are listening, uh, multiplayer is going to be free. They're going to release it free, which is another big boost to people. Cause 
you don't have to there's no uh there's no uh, barrier to play there's increasingly uh there's increasing amounts of evidence too that they're eventually going to add a ba- uh, battle royale mode to this yeah that that's that's here's the thing but you know what's great about halo is that um the way they do things with halo is that you know what you know what battle royale is going to be it's going to be something like griffball you know Oh, okay. This the next two weeks we're gonna have Griff Ball, and the next two weeks after that we're gonna have Battle Royale, and the next two weeks after that we're gonna, you know, they they can just have it part as part of the cycle, you know, as part of the rotation instead of a, a main a gameplay mode, which I think would keep it from being stale. Because um, that's the sort of, um, Battle Royale is the sort of thing that people will play endlessly and they get bored of. Well, if they just have it as part of a rotation, it'll be like, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's uh, battle royale time. Okay, we, we're we're done with Griff Ball. We can do battle royale. Yes, and like the the voice files were found for it. It seems like uh, yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Yes, and also I, uh, people people say that he sounds even more energetic on the infinite. Uh, uh, in the infinite version. Yeah, he does sound like he's into it, which is nice. That, that voice is iconic. <laughs> yes. Everybody who ever started playing with other people in Halo 2 remember that voice. What was, what was the things like Kill-tacular or something like that? Or just opening the game, you know. Well, how, how do you open the game? Big Team Battle. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, uh, uh, we're going to move on to the next item. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. Civilization Six Modder has brought back the upgradable throne rooms and palaces. Civ 2's throne room was evolving feature. Oh, sorry. This is from. I'll, let me do that over again. I messed up. Honor. Civilization Six Modder has brought back the un- upgradable throne rooms and pl- palaces. This is from PC Games N. Civs 2 Throne Room was an evolving feature that started out as a cave with a rock and would evolve into a luxurious space to reflect your prowess as a leader and ability to please your subjects. Civs 3 Palace, meanwhile, was an upgradable feature marking your empire's capital city and subsequently its uh, epicenter. The first game... Also had a palace as well. Yeah, the palace though was just you just building onto it, like it just gets wider and taller. That was so all. You could you could alter alternate between Greco, uh, medieval, um, uh, Middle Eastern, and I think it was Japanese, or maybe, or was it maybe just the three? I just um, remember you just you just made it get bigger. Right, but you could pick different styles, so you could have like a medieval center. And then uh, a Greek palace in the sides, and then maybe um, uh, the 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 the, the Mid- Mid- Middle Eastern, like the Babylon-looking one, all at, at the ends, if you wanted to, you know, just have a weird-looking palace. Uh, but yeah, so that that's cool that they're doing that. And um, now techno techno delights aptly named. Thrones and Palaces mod folds them into Civ 6, a purely cosmetic flavor mod that doesn't bring gameplay effects such as, as such, 
but it does include the neat upgrading system that you'd hope for. If you can convince your people that you're worthy, you'll earn upgrade points, which are shared between the throne room and palace, and you can use them to upgrade either of the two. You'll pick up these points passively as you build and grow your civilization, the modder explains, with upgrades sometimes being rewarded to you by your people when you reach certain milestones, most of which are tied to the historic moments of the game's era system. Using a button for the feature added to the game's launch bar, you can select upgrades for the throne room and palace by picking from different styles and options, and you can also make changes to previous upgrades that you've chosen, though not for free. You'll spend upgrade points to get folks to change things around. You can also delete bits you've upgraded, which will be free, though you'll have to pay again next time if you want to be, have it rebuilt. You can also customize how easy it is to gain upgrade points if you'd like to keep them flowing in or motivate yourself to earn, really earn those snagging, sassy new drapes and things. While the mod should still function without them, the modder recommends having Civ 6 Rise and Fall or Gathering Storm DLC installed as you won't be able to ter- earn the upgrades to do very much without those PAX Historic Moment system. Actually, you know what? I really just miss the uh, the Wonder movies. Yeah, that was a great part of Civ 2. You would build it, and each Wonder would have its own movie. Yeah, and so did 3, by the way. Uh, 3 had that, too. And Sean yeah. Bean would tell you all about it. <laughs> or, or, or Leonard Nimoy. Great wall would just kind of come up off of the, the, of the, off the drawing, drawing on the table and just, like, bust through the wall. It was really cool. Actually, um, Alpha Centauri had the best and the creepiest uh, Wonder movies. I think um, what's it called? Be, uh, Beyond Earth, the the the, the space game. Yeah, they I just, never played Beyond Earth anymore. Yeah, they, that I game doesn't exist for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that one probably is not being played much by anyone now. No. Uh, you know, they'd rather play one of the mainline Civ games. Now, here's the thing. You know, Beyond Earth, I would have. I wish it was better because. Um, I was a huge fan, and still I'm a huge fan of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, but Beyond Earth never captured that that feel of Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri felt like you were re, you were playing a science fiction novel. It, it is interesting. I mean, the Beyond Earth was sci-fi. You had yeah, but you had those those uh, pros. Those whenever you reached a certain point. The game would stop and start reading you, a, a, give you these, this text, which is like reading a science fiction novel, talking about what was going on, you know, as if it was part of a story. Beyond Earth wasn't quite the same. No. It was nothing. It didn't have that same feel. There was nothing like getting transcendence and having that final discussion of what happened. You know, it's, it's, it, 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 there's very, uh, like, very much like Isaac Asimov. Anyways, um, have you tried this? Have you seen the Civ mod yet? I think I did see a screenshot. It looks very nice. Yeah. I don't play as much Civ anymore, but I yes. may check out the mod later. Uh, yeah, I've been playing other games, so it's kind of hard to focus on that when there's just so many other. Cause I feel like if I played Civ, that'd be the only game I played. <laughs> and uh, I really want to. Wait, don't you still have a podcast and, and play it with other people for their podcast? No. Really? You stopped that? 
yeah, I, I've been like I've been playing other things and uh, oh. yeah. Turncast, the Turncast turn is dead. Long live the Turncast. Yeah, they. I, I don't think they record the Turncast anymore. Ah. Uh. Yeah, because they we've been moving away from Skype. We've been primarily playing on Discord, and <laughs> I guess we're still trying to find a way to record stuff on Discord. It's very easy to record on Discord. How can you find it difficult to do? I mean, I did it. I did it with. I did it with TJ for those videos. So long as you're, so long as your your your, uh, so long as your audio is recording, it's gonna record no matter what you're using, really. Yeah. Anyways, uh, TJ, last item. Alrighty. Sony, still many PS5 features to add from Eurogamer. September's big PS5 system update brought several long-awaited new features to the Sony's console, but PlayStation says it's aware it has a ways to go before every feature fans want is included. Speaking to the PlayStation blog, Sony's Hideaki Nishino, senior vice president of platform experience, said the company had compiled a gigantic list of things from before the PS5 launch it wanted to do. September's system update, only the second major revision for the console since its arrival late last year, added SSD storage expansion and 3D audio support for TV speakers, among other things. Fans have long asked for folder support for PS5 alongside the return of uh, PS4's popular themes. On a technical side of things, plenty have asked for the support of variable refresh rate and 1440p displays. Yeah, I'm using a 2K monitor right now. Um, yeah, I I really do wish themes would come back. I miss themes. <laughs> like I, which uh, theme? <laughs> Don't desktop mm. themes? Uh, for the PS4. Oh yeah, I thought there were some themes on there. I I have a couple Final Fantasy ones. PS5 doesn't have themes. Oh yeah, that sucks. That's right. That's um, terrible. It's it's a real shame. You can't use the PS4 themes on PS5 because the UI is too different. So it's kind of you just have the same old bare bones PS5 theme experience the entire time. Which like my fa- one of my favorites was uh oh god, let me pull it up really quick. Like Guilty um, Gear. I'm pretty sure you had a Guilty Gear theme. No, I don't think I ever had one. I don't I can't remember if they ever made one. If they did, like if they did, I probably would have had it, but I don't remember them making one. Um, Super Giant Games. How about Transistor. Super Massive Games? <laughs> Transistor was my Transistor's theme is freaking awesome, and it's also super calming. It's like just it's the it's the woman from that game just humming along to like some a little bit of a uh, sort of electronica. And then uh, the claymore from that game, sort of like floating in wireframe in the background, and it's just a super relaxing. Theme. Oh yeah, it looks nice. I uh, I loved that theme. It's uh, it's very nice to just have on in the background. By the way, like doing just just people know, um, we're talking about dynamic themes here. Mm-hmm. It was very nice to have it on in the background while I was going to make to make myself a drink or something. <laughs> um, it was like. It it was one of my favorites, and to not be able to access that on the PS5 has been kind of a bummer. There are obviously other things that people want, but like I, I folder support would be nice. That like people said, variable refresh rate and fourteen and and more display support so, would be good. 
So when you go to the PS5 store, can you buy the games that were on the PS4 on the PS5, or is that... Oh, sure. I, the, I mean, the PS4 emulation, the problem is that um, the... The desktop theme, the desktop for the PS4 yeah. is vastly different than the desktop for the PS5. They, they definitely right. need to add the theme. Uh, that that was a good feature. Uh, I was just, you know, like the games that I bought on the PS4, and not, and I don't mean PS4 games. I mean like I bought uh, uh, Rogue Galaxy on PS4. I would want it to work on the PS5 as well, but I don't know if they've even implemented that at all. So you can play PS4 games easily on the PS5. Um, I also don't. I also think they need to fix up and brush up the way in which you access PS4 or PS5 versions, because the current way in which you do that is you have to if like and for instance, like well, you you might wonder why would I have the PS4 and PS5 version of a game? In some cases, the PS5 version it will not crossplay with the PS4 version. So I can I can have the PS5 version, but PS4 players can't play with me. So in the case of some of my friends, like in Dead by Daylight, I uh, I get the PS I download the PS4 version of the game so I can play it with them. God forbid you should play the PC version. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's the strange thing is that it has crossplay with PC, but like it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have. PS4 to PS5 support right now. Or at least you can't party up on PS4, PS5. Oh. Which is dumb. Um, in, any, in any case, the way in which you go back and forth between versions of the game right now is that you have to like go to the game in your, in your library, uh, press the options button, go down to, and like scroll down to where like there's an option that says it's it'll say PS4 version and then you have to set it on PS5 or PS4. It sounds like a pain in the ass. It is. It's like a multi-step process just to decide which version of the game you want to download or play. Oof. And I would just like it to I don't know. If I select the game, I would like it to pop up with a menu that says PS4 or PS5. It's like that how hard would that be to do? <laughs> Maybe it's in that list that uh, Nishino has <laughs> a giant list of things. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Like, like, it's great that they added expandable support or expandable storage support. Although Sony also hasn't released a list of like guaranteed compatible SSD storage on this thing. So that's kind of a I'm kind of wait. Like, why do you need that? Because they have a very specific set of specs that you have to follow if you're going to All right. the, and it's like it would be so much nicer if Sony if Sony just did the work and put out a list of the M2 SSDs that are compatible, but they didn't. So everybody is kind of like figuring it out for themselves. Okay. And I'm kind of just sitting here letting everybody else be the guinea pigs, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll see what they say later. Yeah, I don't want my PS5 bricked. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's going to brick a console. Yeah. I, re- I really just wish Sony would just put out the uh, compatibility list. Like, I know it's – I don't know if they if it's a matter of, like, partnering with certain technology companies or whatever, but it would just be so much more stress-free if Sony was just like, here's the ones that work. Go get them. Okay. 
So um, before we go, we're going to do a few um, minor items that popped up today because, like I said, this this podcast was delayed two days. Uh, one, for uh, Nintendo's denying that there will be a 4K uh, development uh, development kit for the Switch. So sorry, guys, no 4K Switch games. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like they were – okay, they have the OLED right around the corner. Yeah. They have the OLED, yeah, which is going to be coming out on the 8th, uh, for those who don't know. Why would they even bother with with announcing a 4K right now and getting people to (laughs) – and making people not buy the OLED and instead wait for the 4K to come out? Mm. Like, of course Nintendo is not doing that because they want to sell the OLED right now. They're going to – they want to get rid of the OLED while they have it. Yeah, it's about it's like fresh on the block next week. But this is more like fixing what's wrong with the original switch. It's not like they're making a new switch. It's sort of like OLED is takes up less power. Um, it's cheap now to make and we're going to do a few other things, you know. So it's not like they're this is like a new version of the switch. It's just a switch with a better screen. Yeah, and by all means, like that dock is really good, too. Yeah. Like it's a it's a much better dock. You know what they did with that dock? They increased the space inside the dock, so you're not so you risk less of a chance of scratching your screen when you're putting it in or removing it. Mm. Uh, it's, got, also, it's got it's got more wiggle room in the crevasse when you put it into the dock, so you're not like trying to be super. You don't have to be as careful when you're putting it in there. Right. Um, also, Bluebird is teasing a new Layers of Fear. Uh, for those who don't know, Bluebird also did The Medium most recently. They also did Observer and Blair Witch. Um, I have Layers of Fear 2. I haven't played it. I know that layer, the, first layer, the first Layers of Fear was kind of generic as it goes, but Layers of Fear 2 was better. Um, and a lot of people really loved Observer. And also The Medium, because that was basically an homage to Silent Hill. Are you looking forward to a new Layers of Fear? Yeah, I like the Layers of Fear games. I uh, I would definitely check out a new one. Um, Sony is buying uh, Blue Point Games for the people who did the remake for Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that that makes complete sense because Blue Point has already been making games almost exclusively for PlayStation for years now. They did a. Yeah. Uh, they did remakes of uh, the, the Uncharted titles. Not only that, but they also did remakes of uh, of Ico and uh, and Shadow of the Colossus. Right. They said that their next co- their next project is going to be original, though. It's not. It's going to be a new game. I'm all for it. I would love to see what uh, they put together with their own assets. And finally, Twitch has released some tools to prevent uh, to tackle. I don't know if it can prevent it uh, because it's kind of hard to prevent, but hate rating. Um, Basically, uh, you have email and phone verification filters. Like you can make it that all chatters must have a verified email or that some must have, you know, that sort of thing. And um, they could also uh, prevent people with VPNs from entering uh, and have exemptions for subscribers and VIPs and moderators. So, yeah, I mean – we talked about this that the uh, the walkout by streamers, uh, which was on September first, uh, had what one million people uh, drop something like that, a million viewers uh, drop on on Twitch, 
which probably kicked Twitch a bit in the ass to get this started, which, you know, this shouldn't have been it shouldn't have required a walkout to to get them to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a mess. Like it's it's such a mess. As we also noticed, they're they're suing the two people who've been behind this. Uh, The reason why they just don't know who they are. They know what countries they're coming from. I'm going to tell you something. If these two guys are caught, oh, boy, they're they're going to be in for a world of hurt. Because the one thing you do not want is a really – forget angry users. You don't want an angry corporation on your ass. Yeah, an angry corporation with a bottomless well of money for for legal processes. Um, they'll be they'll be lucky they're allowed to have a pocket watch after that, they, <laughs> or, or an iPhone watch. <laughs> one of the newest details in this is that they finally introduced a. Were we talking about the? You didn't mention the uh, verification option they announced today, did you? Or, yeah, that, that's what I was talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a big like. I I feel like that. I just said they shouldn't have had a walkout to to uh, have them do this. I mean, it's like. Why wasn't this here in the first place? The new Jackbox has uh, some controls too, and that's here's the thing. That's when when I'm doing Jackbox, it's sort of like I've had them attempt to do that. I'm too quick for them, you know, because I'm not getting all my gamers from Twitch. I'm just using that as a secondary way for people to be able to if they if they're not a, if they're having troubles with Discord, they can just do the twi- uh, you know Twitch. And it's just an easy thing for me to hide my screen, you know, say, no, you're not getting in. You can watch now. But, yeah, I mean, it's. Oh, it's just, you know, I am hoping and praying they cast these two guys. I just want to see what happens to them. Yeah, yeah, it's. (laughs) It would be nice if this problem went away. It, it would be nice if these new options help to also make this problem go away. It seems like it should help because, like, how many how many phone numbers are you going to get so you can release your armies of bots? <laughs> yeah. And it's not just bots, you know. I mean, it's a whole raid. When they say raid, yeah. bots make it a mess and make it almost impossible to combat, but it's more than two people who just wander in. And it's just, you know, I'm... Um, I just wonder about these two people. I mean, how many how many houses have they been kicked out of? I mean, they can't be very, you know, it's like they have no social life, so they're going to ruin other people's social lives online. Mm-hmm. For the lulls. For the lulls. Scott, you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Okay. Just wondering, uh, just waiting for some of your commentary here. Have, well, you used, mean- have you used Twitch, by the way, Scott? I, uh, yeah, occasionally I'll watch uh, someone on Twitch. It's it's a rather a lot though to ask, I think, to because a lot of times some of the, the the people that stream, I'm at work, you know, or I'm asleep doing something else. So it's and then they were they're playing for like four hours. My wife does watch uh, a couple uh, a, a Sims Let's Player uh, stream some of their their uh, Sim house building. So it, it can be fun to watch, you know, when they're. Uh, doing something that takes a lot a lot of time to do and you're just kind of having a conversation with them you can uh talk to them and get responses from and them. then bots so, invade <laughs> yeah so it i mean so far it's been fun the the ones that i've been on uh you know or you know watched anyways 
Which ones do you watch? Do you watch Minecraft uh, uh, Twitch or? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch a couple. There's like uh, uh, Wells Knight and uh, Mumbo Jumbo and Green and a couple others. Uh, and then, and, but there's also some developers I watch too, like uh, Sabotage Studio does some AMAs on there. I think oh. uh, um, the, the Pillars Obsidian did some AMAs on Twitch as well. Uh, so, it's, you, you know, it just depends on who's who's ever doing it. You know, it always impresses me whenever someone's doing an old school Pokemon stream on Twitch. And it's yeah. like, how, how how are you getting a, a, a GB, a Game Boy Color to run on, on, on Twitch? There are, there, are, there are ways. you. There are ways. It's just like, yeah. I don't have those ways. Yeah. You got to have the right hardware, probably. Yeah. Fire connections. Now I know that. Here's a question for you, uh, TJ. When you when you watch, uh, I'm. Do you watch um uh uh, oh, mobas on on Twitch or do you watch them live stream from from within the software? Because I know that so, like Dota has their own their own live audience mode in which you can just be an audience through Dota instead of through Twitch or anything like that. I uh I don't watch mobas. Uh, okay. um, generally speaking, my uh, most of the stuff I watch on Twitch nowadays is when like a company does a live stream showing off their stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but more but beyond that, like if there's a new game out, like uh, like a fighting game, if there's a new fighting game out, I'll go track down like Justin Wong or Sonic Fox and see w- what kind of like combos they're putting together with some of the new characters. Mm. Um, that's kind of, that's fun to do just cause like it, especially when a fighting game first launches, it's cool to see some of the pros and like what the, what kind of strategies and, and, uh, combos they're putting together with the game when it's fresh. Yeah. And also it's a nice little preview to see if you actually want that fighting game. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, um, but yeah, for the most part, like I, there, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of games that have pretty decent spectator modes to them nowadays, but, uh, I don't really dig into I don't I guess I don't dig into the games that have that have those built-in spectator modes. I know they're great for streams. I know they're great for uh organi- organizers. I know I know that Valve is whenever you go to one of your games it's like they'll have they'll be showing a stream from Valve and it's like Valve is sort of nudging their way into that service too. Like they're they're preparing to be a a competitor for Twitch. I think in a I think in an era where it's difficult to get together safely, spectator modes and competitive games are kind of a must. Mm. I think it's an extreme. I think you I think you actually hobble yourself by uh by not having a decent spectator mode in, in a game, if you've got a competitive element to it and you want it to grow and you want people to enjoy it and see it and get together, because like we can't really have physical events right now not easily anyways, and not and not safely here's the thing here's here's a real question when you no longer need at least in new york or or san francisco when you no longer have any fear about going into a public space like uh, no longer need a vax card no longer need uh, you know to wear a mask and all that stuff i wonder how much the gaming uh, gaming online is it going to be affected you know what the what the aftermath of that is going to be? Because I'll give you a little hint. Um, in Philadelphia, there's a law against spitting in public. 
because that law was written up during the Spanish flu. And I'm wondering what lingering stuff is going to be after all this happened. You know what, you know, and I, I think here's the thing. The pandemic really raised the value of video games because even if you have a two-year-old game, you're still going to have fun playing online with people. I mean, people are not going to stop playing Call of Duty because there's a pandemic. So long as the servers are running, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we've already seen some uh, some fall off. Twitch is uh, – I, I actually get to see a little bit of, like, the Twitch stats each month based on how they've been doing. And – they had their best. They had their very best month in, uh, I would say, what was it? It was, it was April of this year, and they have yet to reach that peak since. Interesting. Um, they had like the most viewership they ever had in that month, and then it slowly ebbed off. They had a, it was like three months after that, May, June, July, where it where it sank. And then Oct- and then in August they actually did better than they did in July, but it still has never reached that peak they had in April. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, look for our show notes at gamingpodcast.net. Along with industry news and our gaming history articles, we enjoy feedback. So leave us comments on our blog at gamingpodcast.net. I'll set us up at facebook.com slash gamingpodcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave some iTunes comments. You can find me on Twitter at Jonah Falcon. You can find me at Johnny Chugs. You can find me at Charter Moore. And we will see you next week. And um, I think next week's going to have some interesting news. We just have because there's going to be a lot of shit coming out. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Definitely looking forward to October. Yep. We will see you next week. Happy gaming, everyone. Have fun. Be cool. Play games, y'all.